podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> I will do it live on air. What? Yeah, yeah. You just you 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 gave me the idea just now. I mean, would that is that just not the best way to sack someone? I think I think my lawyers hey. might have something to say about that. James, you don't have a lawyer. I can't afford one, but I reckon you can. <laughs> Uh, Ellery, welcome to Planet Sky FF. Just so you know, James is no way near getting fired. Okay, I wasn't actually going to put that bit in the intro, but... Uh, but if he wins £50,000, he may fucking leave. So he said, remove that. I need my phone, though. Are we restarting or are we just carrying on? Just carry on. Okay. Ellery, welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name's Serge. And my name is James. Uh, yeah, you're not getting fired, but if you win £50,000, you are going to leave? You're going to just retire? That's not enough. Okay, it, it definitely is <laughs> it's not. It's enough to have a party. It definitely is not invite enough. invite everyone who's listening or watching to said party, but no, that's about it. we will only be inviting patrons. Patreon.com forward slash Planet FF. Yeah, patrons only. Yeah. How are we doing, James? I'm all right, mate. I'm... I'm Disappointed with what I did on overhaul. I did mine in about fifteen minutes, so it's got to be better than mine, surely. Uh, can I be honest with you? My Friday, that that movement of the Burnley Luton game destroyed me. Yeah, I I um I obviously missed the FPL deadline, James. So uh, then ended up in a bit of a negative headspace for Sky. I had a team that I had ready. I then. Uh, tinkered with it a little bit to get to coverage of all the teams that I wanted. Took a screenshot, sent it to you and said, am I good? You said you've only got one captaincy day not covered of which I already had a transfer planned. I flicked through all of the screenshots in our Slack Sky FF channel of everybody's overhaul team, not even knowing whose is whose, but just to look at the mix of the players. I'm like, okay, all of the players in my team are a combination of most of the players and other people's teams, bar one or two. And I thought, cool, pull the trigger, let's go. I sat on, you messaged me, it was about... And I'm also 10K, remember, rather than like 500, 600 you, or something like that. You, you messaged me about quarter past seven or something. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to miss the overhaul deadline or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do it. I threw Harry in the bath and sat on the bathroom floor while he was in the bath and figured out what I was going to do. Because every um, little draft that I looked at, I wanted to go five four one. Every single one that I looked at, um, and obviously you can't do that. No, not allowed in um, the fantasy ev- sky. FF everything world. I wanted to do to link back to getting Holland, Salah, etc., was in a five four one. Everything I wanted to do, and I knew that once Holland was was effectively ruled out on Friday, that I had to really punt a Luton player rather than a Burnley player. It just made sense to put a Luton player in, have an effective three for zero. Holland back against Burnley, buying back. And so that's what I did. But the loot, the Luton player that I really wanted was Alfie Doughty. Defender. Um, but it, I, I basically put myself in a position where I had to go for either Ross Barkley or Adebayo. Um, Ross Barkley actually come out of the game doing quite well and could have hauled, actually. Because mm. um, he had tackled teams close to passing. He had a shot on target earlier in the game as well. And he had a couple of other efforts that were blocked. I went for Adebayo and I hated it. I hated it. But it was, there was, for me, there was, there was with the Holland news, 
there was no and the confirmation from the FA Cup fixtures. That was the other thing that happened on the on the Friday. We'd worked out that the three games that could move from Tuesday the thirtieth to Wednesday the thirty first couldn't move. They couldn't move, ironically, because literally all because Luton Palace and Everton were all scheduled to play that night and were all part of the same FA Cup tie. And once Liverpool had got announced for the Sunday, it meant that they couldn't put Everton or Crystal Palace against Luton or Bolton on the Sunday. And it obviously wasn't going to be the Monday. It had to be the Friday or the Saturday. Therefore, none of the Tuesday games were going to move. So I knew then that the Luton-Brighton fixture was definitely going to stay. And so in my heart, I was like, a three for zero. Like, how can I not just punt something here? And yeah, that is a shit fucking punt, man. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us your, how many points are you on at the moment? Uh, bad. I'm on 35, so I've Ooh, dropped... Oh, I've got more than you for a change. I mean, I've got a fair few to go. I mean, yeah. basically, I haven't got a defensive player that's played yet. Right. Uh, the only players that I've played are offensive players. Um, and yeah, he was very much a part of my thinking. I know a few of the patrons gambled because I was like, look, I really think he'll play. If he's trained on Thursday, I really think he'll play. Um, and he did. Because you don't remember as well, he'd only missed a couple of weeks. It wasn't like he was out for two months. Um, and coming back in at centre-back's easier than coming back in in midfield. So, yeah, he was very much on my mind, as was obviously Pedro Porro. I decided that I might want to come back for Tottenham next Wednesday. So, decided to leave it. Um, I ended up in a 4-4-2 with Adebayo and Watkins up front. And, yep, that's my Friday and my Sunday captaincies. Okay. I really, really thought... In my second team, I went for Rashford and I captained him on Sunday. I really thought it was the best shout for captaincy on on Sunday, but I just couldn't justify it in my main team, particularly as their next fixture was going to be the the Thursday against Wolves. I just couldn't justify it. Uh, I went for a midfield four, Palmer, who I did captain on Saturday. Rodri and Foden um, returned 11 points between them on the Saturday. I went Ariola in goal, which that was confirmed for me once I knew I was going to punt a Luton player rather than just go Trafford, which is what I think you did. Mm Mm-hmm. I went Saliba, Van Heck and Van Dyke were always going to be definites for me and ended up going Lewis Dunk as well. Um, again, knowing that I could jump off straight off that Brighton-Luton game if I wanted to and I kind of went a bit of insurance and it might be that it's two Brighton players leave. I take two games of information and one stays once I've got an extra couple of games of information. Like, do I still feel secure in Van Heck, for example? Or do I want to keep Gross's consistency? So I've ended up with three Brighton. So... I've still got all the defensive players and gross, obviously, still to go this weekend. It's five to go, yeah? Which will, which will, uh, no, six. Oh, okay. So Four, I'm, I'm five, six, yeah. One, two, five three. down, eight, 18 five from Palmer, 11 from Rodri Foden, six from the Watkins Adebayo captaincies. Mm. Watkins ended- had six shots. How's he not even hit a shot here? Yeah, man? it's mad. I ended up, uh, I had Cunha in my team at one point with Watkins up top. I had Alvarez in my team as well. And I tried to start reverse engineering who I do and don't want. So this my kind of daisy chain was you hinting to me that Romero was likely to be fit. I was like, well, Did you go for him? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, do I want Romero or do I want uh, Vicario? Because it was a t- uh, Vicario was my potential goalkeeper. I said, well, look, if I go to Romero, it means that I can get to Traff. I can use Trafford as my Luton Burnley, and I've got a captaincy for that day. And I'm fairly comfortable with that. And look, I was two minutes and VAR away from actually that being a great outcome. It was only six points in the end. And I'm quite happy that I've got Romero sitting in there. Um, 
like you, Saliba, Van Heck and Van Dijk were almost givens, particularly with Trent's injury, um, Van Heck's price, and I needed Arsenal coverage because I've got no Arsenal attacking. Rodri Palmer, I mean, I don't know what their ownership, but it's going to be through the roof. We'll, we'll cover it. 91% for Palmer in the top 100. 1,000. Top 1,000, sorry, and 74% for, for Rodri. Added in Foden, um, being that I didn't go with Alvarez and Haaland wasn't available. I wanted the extra attacking threat. Uh, and Watkins was a given for me as well. So then I had uh, one midfielder that I could pick and one striker. Cunha was there for me. And I like the idea of him being a differential captain for the Brighton Wolves game. By the way, we think it was just cramp he came off with last night, by the way. Van Heck, I had sitting there though. And I wanted to have some fun, James. So I decided I still believe in Jota as a good uh, Salah replacement temporarily. So I wanted to go with Jota. Yeah, where you are, you might as well take more of a punt as well. And yeah. I wanted to get Ivan Tony. Yeah, fine. So I added Jota and Tony, and I'll probably uh, armband Tony and just go all in with it. I ended up, I was around 10k, I went up to 9k, and then I dropped back down to where I was 10k. Um, yeah, but I think again, Arsenal Palace or Brentford at home to Forest, I really do think I'm going to punt Tony as captain over Saliba um, on, on that day. And then um, on the Sunday, I'll go with Jota. And on the Monday, I'll go with Van Heck. But yeah, I feel okay. I'm on 41 points with, like you, Saliba, Van Heck, Van Dyke to go, uh, plus Jota and Ivan Tony. So I've got five to go and I'm 41 points. So we haven't, My captains we were, haven't gone for the one player that I think most have gone for, which I completely understand, by the way, as the placeholder for moving back to Holland. I've got seven. What have you got in the bank? I've got 7.4. I did not have 9.7 on my bingo card. Okay. But there's some good news with that coming. Who is the player that most people used as the placeholder for Erling Haaland? Well, James? if you look at ownership, this will come to nearly 100% across two players. Obviously, Alvarez is in 30% of teams. So I think a few <sighs> have still dead? gone. Yeah, but possibly captained him at the weekend. I know not got the returns. It could be deads, which we see. Some, but I think 30%, 30% higher. When you look at Salah's in at like 5% now or so. I think he was 50 10 to 15% on Saturday morning and a few have sold since um, and Haaland's ownership's really low as well in the top thousand that suggests to me that no 75% of that at least is live ownership live. Okay. I think um, you're going to say mem- Darwin Nunez aren't you no oh Saka mate okay understood Saka's in 69% of teams in the top thousand mate mm. so some of that will be dead admittedly um, but that's that's who people I think have gone to and have looked at it and gone, yeah, Palace at home, Forest away, two potential captaincies, shoved that onto Holland. Um, there's others who are doing it with like I've done with the likes of Adebayo, which is why I've got so much money in the bank. Um, and of course, there's kind of a a new name. It's not a new name that came to the fore at the weekend that's obviously on people's minds now, particularly if Holland's not back. And that's repeat cycle from FPL podcast, Kevin De Bruyne, right? Yeah, she's not on radar at all because, and I think he wouldn't have been for most Sky players because most of us thought he wouldn't start. But there's definitely a handful out there have gone. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm, yep. I'm going to get it done. He's back. It's going to save me a transfer down the line, or perhaps thought he would start at Newcastle. He's up to 16 percent in the top thousand. Okay. If he starts against Burnley and Holland's not back, there's a there's an inevitability of a lot of what's going to happen there. 
I think. You just need to check yourselves, though, if you go down that route next Wednesday, and hopefully when we sit down next Wednesday, we'll have more info. Um, if, if Haaland's not available and you go De Bruyne, then how are you going to do Salah and Salah's the uh, and Haaland? Salah's the one that's well. still in the back of my mind of how am I going to get so, to... So, the irony is, from what I don't like with Adebayo, is it's actually fairly straightforward for me to get all three in. Yep. Actually. Um, there'll be a sacrifice in there somewhere, um, but there's a choice of whether that's sort of Foden or Watkins. But yeah, I can do it. And it doesn't even... Um, it means I'd still keep the likes of Palmer, for example. It's, it's fine. I could end up in a position quite quickly here where I end up with... Rodri, Foden, De Bruyne, Haaland and Van Dijk, Salah, which would obviously be over half my team from City-Liverpool. Um, most of you will know, obviously, the City-Brentford game has been added to when we thought it would. It's the Tuesday night um, in match week uh, 25, uh, which for some reason I put Monday the 19th. It's Tuesday the 20th. Thanks, Serge, for correcting me to make sure my plan is right. It's Tuesday the 20th, cool. that fixture. Liverpool Luton obviously could still get added. Liverpool basically need to get to the Carabao Cup final first. That would definitely be Wednesday night, Wednesday the 21st, if they decide to obviously add the fixture. We can't guarantee the Premier League will do that, but they should. So City now, you can see the extra fixture. Liverpool, possibly extra fixture. And of course, the, the knock-on is what you've done is, is Tony. Um, and the extra fixture for Brentford. And we've got two confirmed extra fixtures for Brentford. Because we now know that the Burnley game in match week 29, um, the FA Cup court final weekend, is the first game confirmed for that weekend that will definitely be on. And who knows? Sky might just stick it on the Friday night or something. Also, the knock-on of your team losing last night, Serge, is that West Ham and Brentford on Monday the 26th is now confirmed single game day. So me sitting there with Tony was a little bit of a masterstroke of luck. Um... I don't think it's... I wouldn't look at it and go, right, you've, you've got to do it or you've got to get there. I mean, West but Ham... But I've got it sitting there. West it helps Ham, me Brentford, a lot. for example, those who've gone mm. Bowen, like, you don't need it. None of those days, other than maybe this Saturday, you're going to captain him. So it's not like a, a necessity. And you could always enter now on Monday the 26th of February with the West Ham game. It's still Chelsea and Arsenal with the next two before then Burnley comes around. And that's the caveat to this. Yes, there's two extra games for him over what will be over some. We don't know all at the moment. Um, we'd be free over some, actually. But the fixtures are rough. After Forest, it's Tottenham away, City at home, Wolves away, Liverpool at home, City away, West Ham away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away. It's rough. Now, if he's got three extra fixtures, then we know how our headspace works for Scott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want him to be a part of it. But I don't think it's like a... Oh, shit, panic. Like, I'm not looking at it and going, oh, well, if Haaland's not back for Wednesday, should I go add a bio to Tony now? No, probably not. It's probably something I come back for. I think what a lot will think is at a similar price bracket to um, Ollie Watkins, right? Mm. So what's Tony priced up as? Uh, um, is it 8.7. 8.7. Watkins is 9.3. But obviously Watkins could end up playing that extra game with West Ham. In match week 29. Now, one point on that would be you could come back for it because I would suggest that Burnley-Brentford is highly unlikely to be on the Sunday, whereas West Ham and Aston Villa, if that goes ahead in that match week, has to be on the Sunday because the two teams will play in Europe on the Thursday before. Mm -hmm. So it could be that he's expendable, say from Sheffield United Saturday the 3rd, and you could go Tony Monday the 5th against Man City 
and then come back for Watkins at the end. So over that period, you'd have Tony would have one, two, three, four, uh, five games. Um, and Watkins, you'd be missing three, I think. Yeah, three. There is one in there, Nightingale Forest at home, you could argue as a captaincy, but City played Brentford. Um, actually, no, it's a longer period than that, isn't it? So it'd be one, two, three, four, five fixtures for Watkins. And for Tony, over that period, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. So an eight v five. If you throw in the West Ham captaincy, then yeah, that sort of thing's going to be quite a popular, popular. move. So it's not a, a desperate. You can also do that, obviously, next midweek. Watkins plays Newcastle on the Tuesday. Um, and then Tony obviously goes to Tottenham on the Wednesday. I'd probably wait the one more, though, because Watkins then got Sheffield United. So you've got Watkins with Sheffield United or Tony versus Tottenham. I'd, I'd probably wait the one more under that circumstance. So, yeah, Tony's going to be popular. He's already the sixth most selected forward in at 10%, which is same as Darwin Nunes. Jao Pedro's got a little bit more. I thought Jao Pedro's one, I thought his ownership would have been higher. He was very close for me um, to going in. I nearly went, nah, sack this Burnley Luton stuff off and go Jao Pedro as well. Captain him against Wolves and possibly Luton. And then, and then move him on if that's what I deemed I wanted to do. So I'm surprised he's only landing 11.5%. Alvarez has said 30%. Dominic Solanke, I'm surprised, 32%. Just purely because the fixtures are getting much tougher. Um, there's no captaincy in there. I suppose part of the thinking with that is if the Luton game gets added, then he's in place. And, and I understand can, that. Can but I just add in here, mate? Because you... Ian Parrin sent a question in on uh, the internet. Which player surprised you by their high or low ownership? You're kind of answering it. So Possibly let's put too. it in the context of uh, Ian's question, really, um, so we don't repeat ourselves. I didn't think Saka's ownership would be that high. Yeah, because I thought a lot of people would be on Saliba and he's a perfectly decent uh, captaincy coverage for Saka. But Saka I, hasn't been in the best on, on the flip of that, if you look at the defensive ownership, um, the next... Highest owned Arsenal player after Saliba is Gabriel, 2.4% of the top thousand. And we'd spoke a couple of weeks ago about maybe having a bit of a blanket Arsenal. I think what happened there is the availability of the Tottenham players again, mm. Brighton players, cl- clarity on Van Dijk meant that you, you just couldn't push down that route, I think, with Arsenal. And there was a few will have wanted to go Man City players like Cole Walker's in 20% of the top thousand, for example. So um, that's why... But yeah, I suppose reading between the lines on that, yeah, probably should have seen coming a, a high ownership for a, a Saka. And it makes perfect sense that people might have that in mind to go Saka, then on to Holland or now De Bruyne, for example, or even Mo if he's back, <laughs> which isn't impossible if Egypt were to lose two games, right? Yeah. Um, might as well carry on covering that in terms of top thousand ownership. So Cole yes. Palmer um, is highest of all, ninety-one point nine percent. Uh, Rodri is in three quarters of teams. Bakaya Saka has said in over two thirds. Pascal Gross is in half. Wow. Did you go, Gross? Did not. 51.3% of the top thousand. Phil Foden is in a third. So 34%. As said, De Bruyne, 16.6% in the top thousand. I'm fairly certain it wasn't that high on Saturday morning. The people were just right. already, yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, Jared Bowen in 15% teams which might look like a masterstroke if he lands in the team on Sunday and well, I, wonder, I wonder if a few have gone without if they see him in the team on Sunday might think shit I'm going to move the Burnley Luton player to that now 
Those would be the people that didn't watch West Ham play last night, James. Um, Douglas Louise, the only other midfielder with over 10%. Um, which is an interesting one, but I think he's a he's a nice filler at sort of yeah, eight million. Eight million. He's a he good was price. the other Villa player yeah, that yeah, we yeah. were really considering. Declan Rice under ten percent. I'm a little surprised about. Okay, there's been some punts here for Bruno Fernandes. He's, he's in seven point seven percent of the top thousand. Odegaard's the only other player in more than five percent. Diogo Jota four point eight percent of the top thousand. So. Ross Barkley three and a half percent. A lot of that will obviously get moved on shortly. Yeah, yeah, Salah three point two percent. Of the top thousand uh, defenders, Saliba. To be honest, that's lower than I expected. Eighty-four point five percent of the top. It's probably thousands. a little low, yeah. Yeah, Van Dyke. I think also is surprisingly low, despite it being again over two thirds, sixty-eight point one percent. Porro in forty percent. Lewis Dunk twenty-five percent. Van Heck twenty-one percent. Estupinan seventeen percent. I wonder how many have gone all three. I think a few have. If there's if there's a blanket defence knocking about, it's Brighton. Okay. Um, good luck with that with one clean sheet this season but the fixtures are good we openly know that um, Van Heck 21% is Stupinan 17% so I mean combined effective there's sort of, that's going to be roughly about a third of teams don't have Brighton defensive coverage and I think there'll be some out there have got three might want a bit of awareness of that for Monday night if you haven't got any Carl Walker has said in a fifth of teams and there's nobody else above 10% Alfie Doughty is the next most owned defender, 8.9%. That's the one I said I, I wanted to punt. It's fortuitous with the assist, by the way. Um, and I would have known that myself. So there's not a huge regret on, oh, I, it was the one I wanted to do, though. Kieran Trippier, only 6%. Is a bit surprising, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, they started with City, right? So Yeah, but as we said previously, there's not really an entry point for no. them. So if you wanted it... Kind of I just think maybe there's it. also so many other decent options defensively uh, that the ones that we've mentioned there that it didn't it didn't appeal. Uh, and then the only other ones between sort of five and two percent: this aside, Diaz, Colwell, Consa, Trent, two and a half percent. Malo Gusto, Malo Gusto is an interesting one. Six point eight is obviously yeah. an enabler. Two and a half percent, and Gabriel has said goalkeepers. You know who's the most such. Vicario? It is, yeah. A quarter of teams. This was always going to be a place where it was definitely going to be differentials. Oh, whatever. Of course, yeah. It's only one so, slot. Vicario in the quarter of teams. Edison, 16%. Um, some would have sold already, I guess, because of the injury on Saturday. But he could even be back could for be the back. next game. I'd, I'd seek information. Ariola 15%. Alisson, 11%. James Trafford, 8%. Will presumably be chaining that on. So I think Ariola's particularly Sunday will grow. Um, Emmy Martinez five percent, Kaminsky just under five percent. Lot will chain that on, obviously, and Jordan Pickford four percent. Uh, the only ones above two percent, which is Martin Dubravka two percent. Surprised to see Petrovic in one point nine percent. Cheap. Well, Sanchez might be back oh, wow, very okay. quickly. So, but I mean, I don't think Petrovic has played particularly badly, has he? I, I don't I, know. I if don't think he's returned particularly well either. Though, no, whether so. or not he's returned in points versus what he's done in the actual team. So, whether or not he gets dropped because he hasn't played badly versus whether or not he returns are obviously always two quite different things. Uh, let's talk about captaincy for the second half of this uh, this set of fixtures. On Saturday, are you going to go with Saliba? It was the only one I've got, so it's, it's not a choice unless something forces my hand to go, yeah, I should go Tony now, but I don't, I don't think I will. I might come back when they play Man City. 
uh, either the first or the second time. Um, but no, it'll be Saliba for me. I mean, I'll see the team when I, so if there's any reason he's not in it, then yeah, I might be buying Tony on yeah, Saturday. I'm going Tony uh, just because I'm chasing now and uh, I do think that that will give me a uh, better upside. Like Saliba... A five-pointer is almost guaranteed as a 10-pointer. If the clean sheet's in there, fine, tw- 10 doubled up to 20. Whereas if Tony pops off on his first game, I really need him to go big. So I'm going to go Tony over Saliba, and I do own Saliba, so it's not like I'm not getting any of the points. It's just the, the doubled-up captaincy points for me. Uh, on the Sunday, I'm going to go with Jota over Van Dyke. Again, I'm chasing upside here. Yep. Difficulty is that I won't see the team, James. So I'm hoping for... There's a gamble element now. I'm hoping for uh, some leaky leaks, but if not, that's fine. Um, I'm going to go with the with the upside. It's, it's home tie for Bournemouth, and from an attacking point of view, they've been okay, actually. So whether or not there's a clean sheet in there for Van Dyke, we'll have yeah, to I mean, see. Yeah, I, so. I think there'll be a few Solanke captainers knocking about on Sunday yeah. Yeah. as yeah. well. I mean, it would, it, it would definitely play. Assuming it comes for FA Cup fourth round, okay. What's must your... remember our players must still do that. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, captaincy on the Sunday? Van Dyke? Van Dyke or Ariola. Okay. Um, which I don't think straightforward choice because I think on the face of it, you think, well, probability of a West Ham clean sheet might be higher. Um, and he could easily do not a lot, Oof. Ariola, and knock out a 22 pointer or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do I fancy Liverpool for a clean sheet? Not particularly. Not particularly, so it'd be a close one for that. I think the, the sensible play here for me will be to go Van Dyke. Yep, agreed. Uh, and on the Monday, I've only got Van Heck, so it'll be Van Heck for me, um, unless I obviously add something, but that will only be through being forced it, to. So. It won't be Van Heck, um, because I've got, as I've got Dunk on board, I would obviously captain Dunk over him, um, because if for whatever reason one of them was to miss out on the passing tier, it won't be Dunk, you would think. So it's probably dunk for me over gross, I think, Monday. Okay, not gross. You don't fancy... Uh, he's got an all-round way of getting um, points. I, I, yeah, I mean, with I like that as well, gross, I'll always you know. wait on the final. I couldn't sit here now and say gross because if he's playing fullback, I'm... Maybe not. And if he's number 10, you might be more keen. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, it'll, it'll almost, to be fair, they're a little bit more straightforward at the moment because of the space in their games. And he probably plays central midfield position. So the probability of hitting pass and tier is good. Um, so then it becomes a bright, do I fancy the bright and clean sheet over the, the probability of gross getting attacking return. When I weigh that up, it might be that I land on gross. So it'll be Dunk or gross, it won't be Van Heck for me. Okay. Uh, James, do you want to let us know who was interesting from a tier point point of view from the five fixtures that we've had? Burnley Luton obviously being the first. Yeah, I wonder how many might have punted a Burnley centre-back because of the historical on the passing tiers and... Ironically, well, Jordan Bayer was the one that was because he was uh, yeah. cheap, but he yeah. obviously didn't play. But if you were chaining so. it on to something else, particularly if it was just captaincy and then move straight away, which I think with Burnley, that's what a lot have done. So, like, what are you doing with Trafford? Ariola. So that's what I'm saying. So you're taking one Probably. game and moving it. Yeah, that's Probably. what I think a lot yeah. will do. So, in any case, the two that played at centre back, Ekdal, 27 passes completed. O'Shea, 16. Two of Luton centre-backs at Tier 1 passing. Amari wow. Bell, 63, and Gabby Osho, 61. Osho also tackled Tier as well. Ross Barkley has said, very close to a big haul here. Six yeah, tackles, yeah. one. 58 passes completed, and he had a shot on target I really early. A good shot as well. In the well. game as well. And as I said, he had a few blocked efforts. Um, Ogbene, three shots on target, was really lively. Played right wing back. Also scored for Luton at, at Bolton in the FA Cup last night. 
How many Chelsea players in the past and tears against Fulham, Suge? Uh, in total, I'm going to say six. None. Oh, really? Thiago Silva. Saw loads of points, so I thought there must Thiago be Silva, tears, 59. Oh, close. Uh, Disasai, 54. That's going to be pretty disappointing. Uh, the one that's got you the extra this week is Levi Colwell, <sighs> six tackles, one. It was also he sat in my team for the whole for, of the first half of the season. And now he's finally hauling with a 10-pointer. Yeah, look, they're about to... I don't want to say about to walk into a more difficult run. They're about to sell him, aren't they? You've got the captaincy Monday the 12th against Crystal Palace to to bear in mind. Um, But I think if Chelsea obviously go through in the Carabao Cup, I think there'll be a bit of an exodus after they play Man City on Saturday the 17th of February. Um, Because there's potentially... It's going to be from three for zeros over that period. Um... Do you reckon he could pop up at Spurs, Levi Colwell? Sorry? I think Chelsea needs some money, mate. No chance, They need to mate. sell a homegrown player. No chance. I've been seeing. No chance. You just bought Dragajan, Drag, Drag, No chance. Dragon. Can we just call I, I, him Dragon, your new player? Radu Dragashin. Dragon. Pronounce it like it's Shin. Okay. Kalin told me that and he's Romanian, so I'm definitely taking his word for it. Fulham? Um, we might buy Conor Gallagher, though. <laughs> Uh, Fulham tackled here for Paulinia six tackles there's no surprise, major surprise, surprise. Uh, shots here for Jimenez um, who I think might be an interesting one as the season progresses uh, how many City players in passing here at Newcastle Serge? none <laughs> don't be silly mate Rodri uh, Rodri only had 134 passes oh, completed okay. um, next most was Kovacic 88 Bernardo Silva 81 he very much kind of joined the midfield three in the game uh, Ruben Diaz 72 Nothing for Nathan Aki, who did play as a left-sided centre-back. Only 48 passes completed. Yet Carl Walker at right-back did hit tier one passing. 61. Josco Vardio, 43. Uh, how many passes did De Bruyne complete in his 25 minutes? Uh, 17. Okay. Interesting. You have to remember, though, a little bit of game state there in the sense that Newcastle were in complete retreat. But obviously, some of the teams playing up playing against Man City will be in complete con- retreat, even All when the they're time. losing yeah, yeah, in yeah. forthcoming yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And Burnley, for example, in the next game may well be one of them. Yeah, um, Silva, Foden, and Alvarez are in the shots here. For Alvarez, it was shot tier two. How he, in particular, never scored in the game, blindly. Um, for Newcastle, shout out for Sean Longstaff. Eight passes completed in ninety minutes. Trips was in the tackles, as was Bruno Gimrez. Uh, there was shots here for Alexander Isak as well. Dubravka made eight saves. Uh, Everton Villa, uh, most completed passes by an Everton player was James Tarkovsky, 22, which I know we consider them not much of a passing team, but still pretty low. And yet the Villa numbers weren't off the scale. Clement Longley had the most. Tier, one, uh, tier two passing, 71 passes completed. Consu and Louise in tier one. Which is interesting. Consa, I think, got in there because Diogo Carlos was removed with 20 minutes to go and Consa moved inside to centre-back. Had he not moved into centre-back, I don't think he would have hit that. Right. Uh, Bubakar Kamara was just short, 58 passes completed, but he did pick up a tackle tier. Uh, finally, for Manchester United and Tottenham, uh, Raphael Varane, the most for passes for Manchester United with 30 Two, Mickey van der Ven just got into tier one passing with 60. Pierre-Emil Hoybier played really well, actually, in the sixth position. 77 passes completed. Christian Romero, 86. So comfortably in. Both fullbacks in the tackles. Pedro Porro, four. 
Udogi, five. Poro, so 45 passes completed. Also had one shot on target. Rodrigo Bensoncourt hit a shot here and completed 49 passes despite playing a more advanced position. And Richarlison also hit a shot here. Bruno Fernandes did reward the punters with a tackle tier. Bad play. Um, it feels like there was uh, not that many passing tiers over the weekend compared to how many there might be. Am I am I right in uh, feeling not, that? It's not, a gut feel more than anything else. I don't know. Not hugely surprised at that when you're looking at the teams of playing. I mean, Everton Villa I would have looked at and said there might not be any. United Tottenham, I would have thought there would have been something for us, but I, yep. I would have thought it might have been Jost Romero, for example. Newcastle, you wouldn't have expected anything. City is, I think, higher than we would have expected. Burnley Luton, we wouldn't have expected anything. So, no, I'm not particularly, really. Cool, cool. Should we uh, wrap by going through some of the questions that we've had in on Tinternet? Go for it. How many of them feature Kevin De Bruyne? Uh, I haven't. Looked through, but no, no, shall, I, shall I surprise you by saying none? None. <laughs> I haven't seen KDB or De Bruyne mentioned in any of the questions we've had. Okay, in, so look, none. Look, fine. Let's skip it then because we'll pod again next Wednesday. We'll have, um, we'll hopefully have a, a little bit more. In fact, it's two weeks away till City play Burnley. It's not even yeah, next yeah, week, yeah. is it? Yeah, no, it's two weeks away. We we'll come back to it. Fine. Dino says, "Is Palmer to Eze?" A decent transfer. Looking at the Chelsea upcoming fixtures and potential blanks if they beat Middlesbrough in the Carabao and Villa in the FA Cup. Admittedly, it wouldn't be a first great fixture to move to. It's Arsenal away. But fixtures after look decent enough. So we're talking about moving literally on the the Sunday coming up. No. Sat- Saturday coming up, sorry. No, wait till that Saturday the 17th because Palmer will be the outstanding captaincy in the game before, which is against Palace on Monday the 12th so yeah taking Palmer's next four um, and then move to Eze uh, on the Monday the 19th when Palace play Everton that would be my thoughts if if you're looking at Chelsea to Palace specifically and then you can chain that have an effective three for zero taking the Burnley game and as said you can move to a Wolves player on the Sunday or we now know you can move to a West Ham or Brentford player on the Monday uh, Chris Hermitage any players you now regret having or not having. You talked about Adebayo being one for you. I just shouldn't have. I should have left it, I think. I got... The, the theory in it was, you're looking at it and going, if he hits a shot here in either, so I'm looking... If, say if, I'm thinking, say if he blanks against Burnley, and let's say he gets a shot here against Brighton, and by the way, the reason I really don't like it is because he doesn't hit shot tiers. But I'm looking at it going, all right, could I maybe have eight points here across the two games? Is that then enough to justify having him at the start? And it's borderline, isn't it? But that's what I was hoping for, was one shot here across the two games will arguably be enough to represent having him. And there's a punt in there, i.e. that if he scores, great, he was definitely worth it. And if, listen, if he scores against Brighton and even doesn't hit the shot here and rewards with like a seven-pointer, then 11 across the two games is perfectly reasonable, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. But my expectation on it was never high. And you watch the game and you're watching him and you're thinking, yeah, I see you in positions, mate, but I don't think you're going to do anything other than block goalkeepers coming out to catch crosses. Um, Should have got an assist for that, surely. (laughs) So, yeah, the others, no. I think Foden might work out to be a luxury that might work in my favour, possibly. Um, There's a little bit of, maybe I should have gone Alvarez. A little bit, maybe and used 
rather than using that to go to Hall and just say, look, we're just going to sweep in with as much City as possible here. I guess Saka's the other one. Those who've gone Saka rather than, say, a Luton player, I mean, right now, obviously, are in a stronger position. Definitely. And it's not like I didn't have the money. That's the annoyance, isn't it? It's like the money's there to go to anybody and I decided to go for a Luton player. Is that right? Well, look, we had the captaincy and as, as Ian had said before, it's one transfer, not two. Yep. Um, so I'm not beating myself above it. The fact that half my team hasn't played yet, I can't really 100% regret 100% I right? would have skipped the game if it was later in the season. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But if, um, if half your team hasn't played, how can you have any regrets yet? Because you don't know how they're going to perform, right? I think even, even if the game had stayed the Monday, I think I might have skipped it because I wouldn't have seen the teams. True. And I think I'd have had enough... Because Doughty was the one I'd have, I'd have wanted and I could have gone, 100% he plays, no problem. But with Adebayo, I could have gone, well, might he start Morris? I could have had that doubt and I think I'd have gone, nah, not having it. I only regret... Looking at my team, Foden, really. And I regret it because it doesn't bring me excitement. Like, owning Jota or Tony, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, jeopardy and excitement there. But, but the, it's a sensible move. I get it. He's 35% owned. They're going to have all these extra fixtures. He's going to come in useful for me. Great. The regret is not necessarily that I own him. He's just in my team and it doesn't fill me with uh, any particular excitement. As, as I said, to be honest with you. part of my route now, if I take the De Bruyne route as well would be that to get, if I want to get Haaland and Salah as well, which with the money in the back I can do, that it would be losing Watkins or Foden to get the la- whichever one's last, which will probably be Salah. Um, and that's going to be dependent on Foden's form, essentially, isn't it? Correct. Really, so. If Bowen is back, says John Wayne, the only player I'd take out for him is Foden. But City have Bernie next. What's your thoughts? I have Solanke and VVD for captaincy. For me, I would just captain Solanke or VVD. I'd captain VVD over Solanke. With Bowen, and look, you will see the team, right? But I think there's something to be said of West Ham without Paqueta. Kudos and Paqueta, yeah. And kudos at the moment. And is there a and now, desperation to get who is Paqueta's him? replacement going to be? Ben Rama. He's managed to get himself red-carded and a three-game ban. So again, now who's going to come in there? So I, look, I just don't you think can it's spin that narrative either way and you can go, right, well, ultimately, definitely talisman now in Bowen. But we'd have thought that anyway over Kudos. But there really might be no supply line now, Nothing. which is really concerning. And you can come back. So it's Thursday against Bournemouth, Sunday against United, Sunday against Arsenal. And now, ultimately, that Monday, we know it'll be the Monday against Brentford. So, you can come back. So, I'm not in a rush to get Jared Bowen in. FPL Wingman says, uh, if Richarlison continues his scoring form, he's unlikely to move from the striker position. Does this make Sun less necessary on his return? I can cover single game games with Romero at the moment, for example. Yeah, also consider this at the moment. The most likely um, return date for... Sonny is going to be game week 24 or game week 25. They're both Saturday fixtures respectively against Brighton and Wolves. And obviously if Chelsea make the Carabao Cup final, then the game against Chelsea on the single game day on that Friday the 23rd isn't going to happen. So there's no rush for Sonny. And in, the, in that case as well, you're probably selling Richarlison after that Wolves game and moving it on to something. It might be the pa- a Palace player on that Monday night, for example. Might be Tony. Uh, Gigi Magpie Captain Solanke or Van Dyke. if you own both this weekend who would you do uh, I'd go Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke because yeah, I'd, I'd still be pretty well. confident on the, the tier of passing which is not a guarantee by the way at the weekend 
It's not at all. Um, that's why, again, I think it's not straightforward on Ariola versus Van Dyke. But yeah, I think, I think yeah, Van Dyke, I think. Uh, Barry Morrison, Romero being back earlier than expected is getting him back in ASAP a need rather than a want. I have Dunk Saliba and VVD just now. So maybe João Pedro Romero on the 31st, James. I, I can see me potentially making free transfers on Wednesday the 31st. And they are? Haaland. Yeah. De Bruyne. Yeah. And a Tottenham player. Madison, if he emerges from the dead, Madison, or would it have to be Madison Romero? Madison probably won't work for me, uh, but Romero, yeah, or, or Porro. Part of the getting Haaland's, De Bruyne, and Salah all back in now, because I, when I picked the overhaul team, De Bruyne was never part of my thinking, really. I would be a little bit short, 0.4, but it's easily fixed by going, say, dunk to Romero. Okay. It's easily done like that. So it could be that I end up making three moves Wednesday the 31st. What's your thoughts on Porro? Because uh, Darren says, I've, I've overlooked Porro. He isn't a typical Sky pick. But is this a mistake? Because he seems to have plenty of other routes to points, even if passing might not be there. It's assists and goals a little bit. Yeah, I think it's... Um, it's too erratic for me, to be honest with you. No, they're both perfectly reasonable, right? The next what, four Romero fixtures... Romero or Porro? Yeah, no, both. But I'd go Romero over Porro nine times out of ten if I was know, given the choice. Like, Look, you look at weeks like that, Porro's got a tackle tier and an assist. And he could have had more, yeah, man. But um, his style of play, right, Darren? If you're the type of player that wants the upside and the big hauls and is happy to stomach you two could or say three Romero's twos. style of play is going to get him a free game ban or it'd be a four yeah, game ban yeah, if he gets set off again. But then it's the same Romero that up until he got the first red card, we were praising him for keeping his head, yeah. not getting any yellow cards as well. So I, I, I prefer the consistency of the fives over it. That's my my nature as a manager. You could be different. Darren could be different. I, I don't mind Porro as a player and asset. Yes, there's going to be some big hauls in there. Um, but I, I just prefer Romero, to be I, honest with I you. I would personally, looking at those next four fixtures, and I don't think you can look further than that at the moment, which, look, by the time you have to make a transfer, you will know if the Chelsea game is on or off on Friday the 23rd. Um, but you can only at the moment think of the next four. And I think Brentford, Everton, Wolves, I would strongly fancy Romero for Parsons here in those. Brighton is more unpredictable, obviously. So I'm looking at there, putting him on kind of a base rate start of 17. You can't put Porro on that, on those fixtures. Now, Porro's ceiling's higher, right? Keep the attacking returns coming with the tackle tiers. It's going to outscore Romero. So, again, you can spin it either way. The reason I went with neither um, was because there's no captaincy in there. You can go back the for The reason later I as well. might go to it now is, is actually out of necessity more than a want. AD Tour, if Holland isn't going to be back for the Burnley game, would you just go KDB if he started instead? I don't know how we're going to ignore it. Mm. I really don't, particularly if, if Tottenham and City... All the extra fixtures and stuff, yeah. If Tottenham and City's not a draw in the FA Cup fourth round, then City's, City have a single game day at Brentford before the next single game day on Monday the 5th, right? So there's another opportunity then just to wait for the next one and then buy him again, at which point you can start re-networking stuff. You could sell from any of 18 teams then to get Haaland back in if you plan it correctly. So, if De Bruyne's in the starting lineup against Burnley and, and Haaland's Haaland is not, not back, I don't know how, for those of us who've got the money in the bank, how we're going to resist it. Because, to be honest, for me, it would arguably put him in and captain him. 
Julian Wardle, Ivan Tony equals fixture volume. Wondering if anyone has taken the punt on overhaul. Well, we've established that quite a few have. Is yep. it 10, 10%? No. Uh, no, more than that. 15%. I forget now. I've got him right in front of me, James. I will tell you 10%. Oh, it is only that, On yeah. the top 1,000. I thought it was 10%. 100% it's going to grow. Yeah. 100%. Uh, SkyFF underscore loser. Assuming most of us left Bowen out of overhaul squads and assuming he is now fit, do you think he's still in the central transfer? And I absolutely do not as a West Ham fan. Uh, or are you comfortable without, uh, without, so long as you can cover off captaincy with existing players? Take- Personally, I think I'll be going without. I'm in your boat, mate. I, take I just take don't me feel as it. well with Ariola, and that might be where you end up. Is there a big requirement no. for Bowen? No, no. Listen, we know what the capability is there, but I think without his mates, that would be concerning. Agreed. And there's regular entry points. There's certainly not a got to get it done. If people want to buy him back, by all means, crack on. It's, it's fine if he's in the team at the weekend. Um, but I certainly wouldn't describe it as essential. Last but not least, James, we've got a question in from Chris Few, and it's completely irrelevant to Sky Fantasy Football. Nico, I want you involved in this one as well, yeah? As an American, and you're a Portuguese, so... It's it is Cape Verdean this week. Cape we, Verdean yeah. this week, I understand. Is it interesting? Uh, it is interesting to me how many different UK accents there are. Is there one particular accent that sounds the funniest and strangest to you? Feel free to call out any correspondence as well. Do you know what I find the weirdest is when the distance between places isn't very big. So like Liverpool and Manchester, for example, it's like half an hour, 45 minutes apart. Nothing to like. And they're completely different. It's a bit longer and I'm than like, that. It's only 45 minutes, Liverpool to Manchester. It's not that far. Did you uh, see Mark Clattenberg on Gladiators? No. And the wife was like, oh my God, he's properly impersonating the old Scottish guy. And I'm like, well, he, he's, he's Geordie. He's a Geordie. He's, he's kind of close. He's the closest. <laughs> yeah. I find it weird when they're close to each other and then completely different. Uh, it's quite, quite uh, fun. It's not to say Geordie sound like Scots, by the way. I'm just saying there's a certain element to the pitch of the accent. That when Mark Clattenburg goes, gladiators, ready! Like, a, yeah. you know, it's not Scottish or Geordie, is it? It's, nah. it's somewhere in the middle. Nah. Um, what do you find the funniest, Nico? Liverpool? Jamie Carragher is arguing with our Everton correspondent, Sean Norton, on Twitter today, this morning. Are they fighting, are they? Um, yeah, Jamie Carragher responded to Sean, so yeah, it's all good. So um, Sean's accent's proper strong, isn't it, as an Evertonian? So yeah, maybe we'll go, with, we'll go with Sean. Seven, seven and a half out of ten on the strength scale, particularly. It's funny how um, certain regions you associate with certain things, like West Country, for example, Cider. It just reminds me of farming from Bristol and all that kind of way. Bristol City. Well, good morning. Um, West Country. West Country. Like Bristol, Bath, Somerset. Okay. That's all cider country. Really offended people of, now. That reminds me of farming for some reason or Birmingham. Who, who, who did you say originally? Because I thought you was going to say black country. That's what's confusing. I said me. West Country. Oh, I thought you were going to say Black Country, which is obviously like Wolverhampton. No, and all no, that. no. West Country. Like Bristol, Bath, Somerset. Yeah. Uh, but that's all very uh, dull, isn't it? <laughs> Just you have the associations with cut the podcast. Uh, yeah, the, the, but I think the most eccentric Chris one is is is, right. is uh, the the scousers, isn't it? Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. It's uh, very expressive and and is great fun. But I think there'll be people north who think, nice. No, it's you lot, mate. We're your Londoners. Down south, yeah, down me, south. Cockney, Cockney geezers, indeed. Wash your mouth out, mate. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode so of Planet random. Sky FM. You know, questions get asked, we answer them. 
if you want to support the show or get access to James's uh, fixture planning spreadsheet, some prize leagues, our Slack community, which is really helpful, particularly during this overhaul, it was really good to see everybody sharing their teams. Head over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Not only that, you get to listen to all of the podcasts ad free if that's your bag as well. Starting from as little as just three quid a month, five quid a month, whatever you fancy. Um, and we'd love to have you over there supporting the show. Other than that, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to the podcast. Hit the thumbs up, like, subscribe, notification bell, whatever it may be. You'll get notified as soon as additional content goes live. James, tomorrow you have clashed with the correspondence with... Uh, yeah, Villa Newcastle um, with Lee Jackson, so Simon Birmingham, Bibby. Which, uh, Newcastle, because Simon Bibby is as Geordie as it gets, right? Might be a little bit of influence for Captain Tuesday 30th, uh, which we'll obviously cover off next week. You know, Watkins versus Saka, for example. I've got Forest Arsenal Monday with Mark Southerns and Adam Pritchard as well. Lovely jubbly. Uh, so make sure, yeah, like I said, you're subscribed. Stay safe, look after yourselves and uh, chat for now. Thanks, everyone. Play it your way, although I don't know, is there much to do? Nah. Cue music, please, man child. The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.